Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now in a magical world of numbers. Good evening, everyone. I hope you are staying dry and homey and cozy. How about this weather? What is this about? I am not complaining. There will come a time when we will say, you know, we could use some rain for the plants and the flowers. And perhaps I should just tell you that I am Elizabeth Summers an esoteric numerologist and medium. And thank you so much for coming to visit with me this evening uh, on a rainy evening here in Colorado. But I also am sending love and God's white light to all of you who are experiencing very difficult weather conditions, tornadoes, rains. We have flood watches here where I'm living in Colorado, and all we can do is do the best that we can do to deal with Mother, Mother Earth, because uh, I have not a clue what the girl's about with all this weather, and neither do the worms in my gardens. The water table is so high in my gardens, my flower gardens, that the worms are now on top of the earth, And you just know they're saying, we have had enough of this, we're not into swimming, and we want to go back underground. So you know there's a lot of rain in the water when worms are on top and now not under the bottom. I'm delighted that you're here with me this evening, just for a little bit, that we can chat. And know that I love doing my uh, radio show with you. And tonight we're going to talk about a gentle energy, a gentle energy. And interestingly enough, talking about the number two, the number two is about water. And are we not just having enough water and rain in all of our locations, with the exception of California, bless their hearts. And I thought, oh, how ironic. But tonight I'm going to chat about the number two and all of its companions, the downlines of the number two, as it is pouring raining outside my office window. Because in the work that I do as an esoteric numerologist, which is a specialty, just as doctors have a specialty, some are gynecologists, oncologists, Some are surgeons, some are this and that and the other thing. 
I am an esoteric numerologer that says I go deep into issues using very ancient codes of astrology, ancient tarot interpretations, and ancient code number explanations. Now, when I talk to you about numbers, keep in mind that the numbers have no power. They are codes of information like a language that I translate for you in the readings that I do for you, whether it's a natal reading, a lifetime reading, a blueprint reading, what's it all about reading? It's a natal reading. Or, okay, what's happening in 2015, 2016, that's a transit reading. Whichever reading it is, know that these codes talk to me. And I do all the charts. I do everything by hand. When I do the numerology worksheet, there are four in front of me that parses various aspects of you. And why do I do that? Sure, there are numerology programs on the Internet. And sure, there can be plugins that you do that you just pop in information. It kicks out. Uh, 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 printed pages and whatever. Quite honestly, I've read some of those and I'm thinking, what on earth are they talking about? But when I do it all by hand, and it takes me a while, uh, uh, it's like building a house, takes a while. I feel your energy coming off of those four pages. I feel like a hologram, where you are in your life, who you are as a soul, what are the karmic issues that you've been going through. And sometimes I sit there and I stare at those four pages. I'll tell you straight up. And I'll say to myself, how on earth am I ever going to tell my client this information that I don't scare them? Being an Aries temperament, know that we're known for our straightforward verbal, you know, presentations. So I always have to kind of chill out a little bit and come with compassion and love and understanding for my clients. So having said the fact that we talk about astrology on my radio shows to some degree and we talk about tarot and we definitely talk about number meanings i'm going to start chatting with you about where we are now astrologically in mr mercury retrograde now mercury is the uh planet of communication it is the energy that has to do with any kind of verbalization, mechanics, computers, and what have you. And it's going retrograde now. Now it doesn't turn around, actually, in the universe. And we've talked about that. It just takes a little nap. Just takes a little nap. Says, you know, I've been running forward full steam, full steam. I think I'm going to sit down on the bench a little bit and chill out a little bit. 
and you all just do your thing as best that you can without my help. That's Mercury retrograde. Started May 18th, technically, and will go direct June 11th, technically. But as I told you last week, it comes in a week or two energetically before May 18th, and it also has a little mopping up period that will go clear to the third and fourth week of June. These are called orbs, and they're they're just energy things. Keep in mind, there is no time in the universe. These dates, these hours, these times are human being constructs. And so, therefore, know that when we have our Mercury retrograde, which is, I told you last week, about uh, situations that don't exactly flow forward appropriately, smoothly, we humans assign dates and times. But watch your life. Watch your life. Now, a lot of people get hives over Mercury retrograde. That happens three, four times a year, depending on the year. But it's not a bad thing. It is a patient-requiring thing, yes. And during your Mercury retrograde, and this one's in Gemini, and we're going to talk a little bit about Gemini, folks out there, in a moment. This one's sitting in Gemini. So since this retrograde from May to June 2015 is in Gemini, you might have a tendency to rely on your logical minds, but things go haywire when reason takes a backseat to your subconscious. This this retrograde is about going within, actually. So, not to worry. You might feel a little confused for the next three, four weeks. Even unhappy. And of course, with all this rain, some people are prone to be more hopey-dopey than others. You might feel as though you're just wasting time. But really, if you look past the frustration of things not always working as usual, this Mercury retrograde is exquisitely valuable. And believe me, in my office, as far as the computers go and the new uh, banking systems and what have you that I am implementing in my business, things have not gone smoothly, Elizabeth. And instead of feeling like wringing someone's neck at the bank and the whatever, I breathe and I say, patience, patience, it's a Mercury retrograde. Plus, on top of that, you know I know better. But what are you doing it now for? But do I ever listen to my own advice? Well, not always. Now, one of the secrets to success of this Mercury in retrograde in Gemini lays in recognition and appreciation of Mercury's role. This is a traveler, and it goes in and out between the high world, the low world, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and travels between the spiritual and the mundane. So that's why there's this back-and-forth confusion. But I want you to listen to your hunches and your intuition. And I am finding that very active in my personal life uh, during this Mercury retrograde. 
I think of someone and lo and behold, they're calling here. Or I think of this project and the information comes in. So now Mercury, big daddy, no, Saturn's big daddy. This is the young pup that flies around with winged feet, actually. So now that Mercury's in retreat and traveling seemingly backwards, you know it's really a good time to go deeply into your subconscious mind. What does that mean? It means, first of all, sit down and shut up. Sit down. Be quiet. Give yourself time to chill out. Instead of running around like ants on an ant farm. Know that there is fertile ground here. That your soul is deliberately slowing you down. Slowing you down. To get in touch with some things that maybe it's trying to talk to you about, but you've been that ant in the ant farm. And I warn you, you either sit down, give yourself time, have patience in this particular Mercury retrograde, or something is going to slow you down. I want you to clean up old lifestyle habits. Weed out the bad ones. Initiate good ones. Get a new perspective on issues that keep coming up and coming up and coming up. I want you to connect to your inner self and your higher mind. But you need to know that spirit and higher mind do not play. The only time that they will really scream at you is if you are in danger. Then there will be an incredible heavy thought that comes in. Stop, no, yes, whatever. But you have to use your free will to pay attention to They don't play. They just wait. And they wait until the silence of your mind and your body and your thoughts comes in. And then the higher mind will talk. Reconnect with your buddies. Reconnect with old friends. Maybe you've been looking for something, some lost object. This is a good time to find it. I want you to forgive yourself and others. Forgiveness is a most exquisite healing choice that we make. Know that you are the one who is in charge of your words. Mercury rules communication. Do a lot of self-talk. There is a practice, which I share with a lot of my clients, called mirror work. Powerful mirror work. Stand in front of a mirror. Not one of those little, you know, handheld thingies. The big one that's in the bathroom. 
stand there and you look into your eyes, eyeball to eyeball, yes, the eyes are the window to the soul. And you tell that person eyeball to eyeball that's looking back at you that she, he is loved, is valued, is doing a good job, is appreciated. Now, initially, your eyeballs may wiggle wobble, wiggle wobble, wiggle wobble in the mirror looking back at you. You may begin to cry because it's so painful to have someone love you that's looking at you and not have to suffer for it. It's okay to cry. That's very good. And you will be amazed is if you constantly do your mirror work, you'll be totally amazed at the self-confidence that builds that the appreciation of self that builds, that you will no longer feel like a victim, which is what we talk about tonight. You will have courage and strength. You look at your eyeballs in a mirror and you tell that sweet being that's looking back at you in the mirror how loved it is, how valued it is. And you do not give your power away. Well, my mom never told me that. Or my dad never told me that. Or my husband or my wife never told me that. Well, who cares? You tell you that in your mirror work. I promise you, I promise you, you will physically, emotionally, and psychologically feel very, very, very much more empowered as you do this mirror work repeatedly, you tell those sweet being, that sweet being that's looking back at you, that he or she is loved and valued and doing a good job and is not a victim and is empowered and has worth and is, is, a somebody who is God's divine essence. You will absolutely feel it. Let that be your project during this Mercury retrograde. In Gemini, communicate with yourself and be empowered. Let's talk about Gemini. Removing, it's approaching. We don't have two feet and two hands in the energy field yet, but it's on its way. It's here. And remember, there's no time in spirit. And so Gemini, as every sign, every number, has a positive and a negative. Let's just say a positive and maybe not so positive that needs a little tweaking because we are very positive souls. No matter what's happening, we send the thought, the energy of positivity. I think I just invented a new word. Positivity 
out to the universe. What you think, you create. And you don't override it with logic. You don't think it's wishful thinking. You don't think it's silly, bra ha, ha, ha. We are surrounded, I tell you all the time, we are surrounded by angels and masters and guides and guardians who just admire us tremendously because we had the guts, courage to come into the human form to play out a lifetime that we have created for ourselves. Missy Shirley MacLaine, you know, the guru, the early guru of metaphysics, she said along these lines that I think uh, of life itself now as a wonderful play that I have written and we have written it before we were born. And so her purpose is to have the most fun playing out all the parts that she has created for herself. For Shirley MacLaine. And so here we are, moving, approaching the sign of Gemini. Now, uh, 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 we are rock stars to our masters, angels, and guides. They are surrounding us. They're saying, give me a project. I'll help you. What do you want, honey? What do you want? Tell us, tell us, and we'll help you. They are the puppeteers that once they have a project, they start pulling the strings of other people's lives in order for us to achieve what we want if it is for, and this is important, our highest good and greatest joy. You know, some of us might want a mink coat, but we're living in Florida. Hello. And so keep that in mind. You have your groupies. You are their rock star. Tell them. Talk to them. You don't have to see them, feel them, hear them like I do as a medium. But they hear and they see and they feel you. And then all you do is pay attention to your hunches and your feelings and follow the yellow brick road. Gemini. And so in a, in a, in a, in a um, astrology a chart, and I don't do charts for people, I do interpretations of astrology for people. The three core astrology codes are the sun sign, which is how you show yourself to the outer world, and your moon sign, which is your emotional self, and then who you are at your core. Really, 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 really. And it's my observation, just my observation in doing this for so long, that the older we get, the more we become our core. The more we become our rising sign. The more we become our ascendant. And I'm not going to go into tonight a lot of technicals about any more than that. So you might not be outer world, uh, a, a Gemini, but who knows? People who come to me for a reading will find out if they have the right information. If their rising sign or if their moon sign is Gemini or if their sun sign is Gemini, they'll find out. Gemini's 
are a sign that is has a positive and a negative. And in general, they're very clever. They're kind of intellectual people as a human, but they also can be a little tense and a little restless. In the positive, very adjustable, broad-minded, easygoing, adjustable to individuals, because they really want to enjoy every moment. This runs very deep within them. Geminis can be very versatile. There's a, you know, wide variety of subjects that excite them. And they try their hands at a whole bunch of things. Very diverse things. Not just one, you know, one row. They're, they go here, there, and everywhere. But they don't get too struck on mundane tasks. They use their strengths to their best advantage, if you will. Generally speaking, Gemini qualities are very enthusiastic. They're full of life. They always crave for accomplishing something new and interesting. And their enthusiasm can be very infectious to other people. There are some signs, maybe Virgos and Capricorns, that would look at and scratch their heads when it comes to this Gemini enthusiasm, thinking that they're a bunch of nerdy wells. But we need this energy, this joie de vie in life that Geminis have. A lot of Geminis can be very soft-spoken and are brilliant when it comes to communication skills because they're ruled by Mercury, which is the energy of communication. They can be really soft-spoken, but they can sell you anything with their verbal skills. Can we talk Brooklyn Bridge? Very witty, very humorous, Gemini-born folks. They impress you with their wit and their humor. And they're not really boring company. I mean, they can be real chatty Cathy's, especially if they have a lot of threes in their birth name or a lot of fives. They never shut up. Born intellectuals, interested in learning What's this and what's that in numerology and what's this and that and the other thing? So these very clever, sharp individuals can be also really opinionated and require patience and tolerance from other people. Now let's go to the other side of the seesaw and chat about some maybe, because we don't like to use the word negative, Maybe not so positive things about Geminis. So Geminis that are born can be very sharp and very prompt and very focused on projects that they start, but there's an inconsistency. They sort of kind of get bored easily. And so they move on to this and this and this. They're not called the twins for nothing, folks. Negative Geminis can be rather superficial, very superficial, and pay attention to uh, delving into things not so deeply. 
they have an inability to really think things through a lot and pay attention to details. There's a lack of decision-making ability. There's a lack of direction in their lives because they don't pay attention to details and they get bored easily. And if there's a lot of fives in their birth name, then they are impulsive and impetuous on top of the Gemini qualities and they are like a bunch of hummingbirds. And because of that, do not accomplish a lot of things all the time. So therefore, they become very anxious, very nervously erratic. And therefore, accomplish little. Accomplish little. When we come back, I'll start talking to you about the number two. The number two, every which way but loosed, is the feminine energy, yin and yang. It's the yin energy. It is the fear vibration. And it has some very deep spiritual qualities to it. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about the number two. Let's take a moment and pause. My dear friends, this is Elizabeth Summers, esoteric numerologist, asking you to mark your calendars for June 26th to June 28th because I am going to be coming to Prescott, Arizona. I am bringing with me three fabulous workshops that I am sharing with you, and the first one will be on Saturday, June 27th, where I am sharing with you the formulas that are 2,600 years old that will give you real clear explanations as to this human lifetime that you have put together. Now, I want you to keep in mind that no math skills are required. On Sunday, June 28th, I go deeper into an advanced workshop where I share with you a 5,000-year-old code system and very special channeled formulas from Ascended Masters themselves to help you understand which ages in this lifetime are most important for you. This is an extremely power-packed two-day event dealing with esoteric numerology, bringing in tarot, bringing in astrology, and teaching you these formulas that I use in my personal readings for my clients. Speaking of that, on Friday, before we really do all the workshops, all day long, Friday, June 26th, I will be doing personal, in-person, 30-minute readings just as I do for my clients when I am talking with them on the phone. All day long, private readings. And then in the evening, I share with you a workshop based on my very special favorite I Ching practice that I have used since 1988. It is dynamic, it is universal, and it has changed my life. Join me. Go to my website, elizabethsummers.com, click on the 
upcoming events page and all the information to register is right there for you. Join me in Prescott, Arizona, June 26th, 27th, and 28th. Well now, let's talk about the number two. In esoteric numerology, the number two as a basic number two is connected to the high priestess. The high priestess is about non-action, unconscious awareness, the issues that are in the subconscious, which is so appropriate for Mercury and Gemini, which is what I told you to do. Withdraw, go within. The high priestess is calm, is passive. She waits patiently. Now I want you to think of these qualities as I go deeper into the personalities, the human personalities, that are found with the number 2, 11, which adds to a 2, 20, which adds to a 2, and 29, which adds to a 2, as a personality. So calm, passive, which creates a problem sometimes. But patience is virtue here. Very intuitive. The number two, whether it's any one of those four that I just ran down to you, they seek guidance from within. They trust their inner voice. This high priestess is their guide. They dream a lot, have great imaginations, understand possibilities, and have the patience to allow development. You know, kind of letting it flower. There's a beautiful card in the Osha Zen card deck that is called Flowering, where the high priestess is sitting on a beautiful lotus, allowing life to flower. I think that's just a beautiful way to visualize our lives and our intentions is to allow it to flower. Now, of course, some of us will run out into the lawn and start pulling grass up because grass isn't growing fast enough. And we get nowhere except to have empty patches all over the place. So these folks need patience. And one of the aging uh, practices that I do, from uh, that I teach also, is that you need to allow... Time, which is the essence of change, to guide you in your life. And one of the metaphors that's used in the ancient aging is what I just said to you. Allow this, allow the grass, the blades of grass to grow. Don't run out there and start pulling them up before their time. And so. Between 30 and 55 years of age, a person's birthday number is their temperament, is their personality number that greatly influences them as a temperament. 
So if someone has just a plain old ordinary two, they're born on the second of any month of the calendar year. They're very friendly. They can be very musical. Dancing also. Musical. Diplomatic. Analytical. Moody. Depression. And can become a doormat to other people. And this is very much a thread that runs through the number 2, the number 11, the number 20, and the number 29, which adds to a 2. They are non-combative personalities. They don't like to fight. They have a gentleness to them, which gets misinterpreted as weakness. And therefore, because they have a passive personality, the fact that they are non-combative, the fact that all that gets misinterpreted by other people in their partnerships, they can get walked all over like a doormat. So I call the number two, the in the not-so-positive interpretation, the doormat vibration, which then leads to victim. Victim. And in the number 11-2, which is her birthday number, which is very psychic, goes through a whole bunch of desires and emotions. It's very high-strung, very, what can I say, very dramatic in their ideas and actions. Loves to be on stage. Will grab the stage, if you will, through their drama, through their theater of life. You know, where you and I might say, yeah, well, that was kind of interesting. Oh, my heavens, they play it up like a play on Broadway. Love to be on stage. High strung, extremist in their views sometimes. And a dreamer, not a doer. They're up in their heads. The number 11, too, is not a grounded personality. Does not have its feet on the ground. It lives in la-la land a lot of times as a temperament, as a personality. They are very creative. The number 11-2 connects to the spirit world very easily, very psychic, very intuitive. And they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They need to have, uh, they need to use crystals to ground them, have them in their pockets. Now, being around a lot, a lot, a lot of crystals, however, can be detrimental to them because the crystals have a very high vibration and can make them even more frenetic. So we have to be a little careful there. I recommend the stone hematite for anyone from 11, any of the twos, any of the twos, hematite, a little black stone. Don't get the rings, they'll break. Put it in your pocket. Have it in the car. When you get in the car, say, get in my body. Tell your higher self, get in my body. And someone who has a 20 birthday number is very sympathetic and is a peacemaker. Fond of friends and family and music. Music, music, music. Why? Because in the ethers, in the heavenly bodies, there is a sound that you and I would call music. 
but it's very etheric. And these tunes can connect to that sound in their energy fields. And that is why they're very connected to music because that is their comfort level. They work better on paper than, you know, just rambling away. Because they can be anyone who has a birthday number, a temperament, connected to the letter T, actually, of a two, really works better on paper. And this goes for any of the twos. Any of you floaters out there, number twos, to ground you, work on paper, get your ideas out of your head because your head is spinning, write it down, ground it. And this is very good where there is businesses, small businesses, anything that requires attention to details, the number two can do that if they ground it. So they have to really avoid that zero connected to the number two, connected to the letter T and a name. They really need to avoid. This is really a victim vibe. That zero in there amps up what the basic number two represents. And so the number 20 needs to avoid being used and abused by other people and allowing deep moods to control them. All twos, and especially the 20s, need to stick up for themselves. Now, one of the ways to empower yourself, all you blessed little twos out there, to retrain yourself as spirit, as soul, is to walk around the house, say out loud, I am not a victim. Do not think you're going to walk all over me like a doormat. I have power. I this, I that, I something else. And you have to say it out loud. If you say it 30 times a day, you are retraining your subconscious. That's why you want it out loud. And just as I told you to do the mirror work, same thing. Look in your eyeball to eyeball. Look at that being that's looking back at you. I am not a victim. I have power. I do not give my power away. Do not think you're going to walk all over me like a doormat because I'm a, just because I'm a gentle being. I am woman. Watch me roar. Stick up for yourself. Because bottom line is, if you don't do it, who is? And you don't want the other person to stick up for you all the time because you're still giving your power to them, which gives them power over you. When push comes to shove, you'll be doubly victimized, doubly rejected, and doubly kicking your own behind because you gave your power away to them. It's all within us. We are divine. We may not be able to keep the stars in the sky and the oxygen going and make the rain stop and the snow 
whatever. Stop coming down in the Rocky Mountains. But you are not a victim. Have the guts and the courage to say the word no. Which is another thing you walk around the house, you say out loud, no. The word no. You need to hear yourself saying the word no. It won't be so hard to say it to another person because you'll be used to saying the word no. No. Sometimes we get hung up on words. No. I don't feel comfortable about that. No. That doesn't feel right to me. No. Let's think of another way. Because the number two, which doesn't like combat, is a negotiator. Tries to create win-win situations. Okay. But it usually is to its own detriment and says, okay, I'll throw in the towel and you can have your own way. Even when you don't want to. No. Let's think of another way. Say it out loud. Walk around the house, letting yourself hear the word no. Set your boundaries. Do not be like Cinderella's stepsisters who tried to put a size 11 foot into a six shoe. If the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe does not fit, it does not fit. And do not be afraid to wear your own shoes. Set your boundaries. I am not a victim. I have value. I am God's divine essence. I have gifts and skills and feelings that I value. You do not give a hoot and a holler if the other person, other person in their value system, number three, does not value you. Not important as a soul in this lifetime. You value you. You look in that mirror. You tell that beautiful face that's looking back at you, eyeball to eyeball, it has to be eyeball to eyeball, that he or she is loved, has values, is not a victim, sets its boundaries. You tell it what you want to create, and I promise you, promise you, promise you 100%, It will be created for you by your masters, angels, and guides, your groupies, if it is for your highest good and greatest joy, and you say it with zero doubt, no fear. Well, how am I going to do this? I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, wine, wine, wine. You know how I feel about whining. The only whining that's allowed in my house is Chardonnay. No whining, no victim, choices that need to be readjusted. Thank you very much.
in a birth name, which is your toolbox coming in here, in a birth name, there should be a one letter that equates to the number two. And so the average number in a birth name, no matter how short, how long, whatever, there should be one letter that equates to the number two. If there's three, four, five, that says we have some partnership issues coming into this lifetime that have to do with codependency. Codependency. I need you to make me feel good about me in other lifetimes. Your birth name tells me as an esoteric numerologer, which is what I teach you how to do in my workshops that I teach. Too many twos. Your birth name is your toolbox coming in here of memories of past lives. And every soul names itself. Telepathically names itself prior to birth. Too many twos say, I need you to make me feel good about me. I need you to put a roof over my head. I need you to tell me that I'm great and wonderful. Those memories are in so many women's charts that I do. And the number that is nine times out of ten missing in a woman's birth name is the number eight of emotional empowerment. And therefore, she draws into her life, this goes for men too, but I do mostly women's charts, draws into her life partners, 11, karmic partners, 29, business and personal partners that are karmic that has been, you've been codependent upon in other lifetimes and in this lifetime, in the Aquarian age, the age of feminine energy, the number two of emotional empowerment, of intuitive empowerment, of divine empowerment, your soul has lined up, as Shirley McLean said, a play for these dudes or these gals to show up again. And you're going to play the same game with them again. And they're going to say to you by pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, or usually emotionally, don't let me do this to you. Don't let me do this to you. And your choice will be, are you a victim or are you not? And the answer is no, you're not. There are no victims. There are choices. There are choices. The number two life path, which is the lesson to learn in a lifetime, adding the month, day, and year of birth together, says that anyone who has the number two life path number, their plot line in life, in the novel that you have pre-written. It's here to seek balance and harmony in all that you do. 
You need to learn to handle the benefits of cooperation and compromise, as well as patience, as well as peacekeeping. It is an energy of learning how to draw people together. The occupations that are connected to a life path number, which is so important, it's really important when I do children's charts to help parents understand this number because it is the thread of life, it is the lesson to improve upon, and it frequently is a clear indication of careers of careers. And so the number two occupations can be excellent negotiators in business. Negotiators. Dealing in Wall Street. Dealing in takeovers. They can be excellent therapists. If they, especially if they have a lot of sixes in their name, that help in marriage counseling to guide the couple to negotiate. They're excellent diplomats. If they learn to pay attention to details, they can be excellent in businesses where there is a lot of minutiae involved. A lot of minutiae, detail, detail, detail. And if they have a Virgo or a Capricorn temperament astrologically, they can be almost obsessive about details. This is why in the work that I do, I bring in all of these old ancient clues as a package and help you understand your storyline, if you will, that you put together in this lifetime. There's no reason to get all wacko in this lifetime because this is happening and that's happening and something else is happening. When these ancients figured it all out and have passed it down to us, I mean, they had nothing else to do in the olden days because there was no computers, there was no music, there was no, all they had was quietness and look at the stars. And think about things. And in that quietness, their higher selves gave them all this information that they wrote down and passed it down to Elizabeth. And I pass it on to you in my workshops, in my readings, in my radio shows, my conversations. Totally fabulous. George Bernard Shaw said, the people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. There are no victims. You set your boundaries. You say the word no. And you love yourself first. Then your children, to a certain age, and then tweedledee, tweedledum. Then your partner. Then community. And some folks have planned to reach out 
on a humanitarian level. Not everybody does that. Depends on what your soul has created to play out in this lifetime. I would love for you to go to my website, lizabethsilvers.com, where all the information is found on my website, upcoming events for my workshops in Prescott, Arizona, which will be fabulous, I promise you. If you enjoy my radio shows, you are going to really enjoy these workshops. Or the magical world of numbers. Sign up for my newsletter. They're free. If you have Gmail, you be sure that I do not wind up in your promotional category. I want to be in your primary category. Know that every day I send out numerological information on number wisdom that will help you understand the energy, the character, calendar energy of any given day. And it's so uncanny that it is so right on. It's amazing to me too. But my clients, my readers tell me amazing, amazing how accurate they are. Numerology, esoteric numerology, is fabulous. It helps you put the puzzles of your life together. And I am here to help you. Visit my website. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my radio show. I am an email away. You are welcome to call me and know that the most powerful thing you can do to change the world is to change your own beliefs about the nature of your life, of the people in it, of the reality that you have chosen to create and to do something more positive about all of that. You are divine and you are loved. And until next time, Know that I send you God's white light and his peace and his harmony and know that I wish you all good things. And thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.